Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Your Goat podcast. Josh here today to talk about Game 6 of Milwaukee beating the Atlanta Hawks and securing their trip to the NBA Finals to where now the matchup is set. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Who has the edge? Who do I think is going to win? Win Finals MVP? All that discussed here with those predictions. Lightning Canadians Game 4. Can they avoid the sweep tonight? The Canadians get into some baseball. The match tomorrow between Mickelson and Brady and DeChambeau and Rogers, And a lot of stuff in between. But first off, in honor of the NFL, I saw something that, and this is true, but this is the last month without football until March 2022. Because next month, preseason starts, and then that just goes into the Super Bowl in February of 2022. So this is the last month us NFL fans have to endure without any football. So we have to get ready for our football season. So today, the question is, should the winners of last year's NFL divisions be the favorites to repeat again as division champions? I'm going to break that down going in order from the AFC, then to the NFC. So the first AFC division that I'm starting with is the AFC East. Last year, the Buffalo Bills won that division behind Josh Allen's spectacular breakout MVP caliber year, the addition of Stephon Diggs as well, the tandem that they put on display. Can't forget Cole Beasley too, almost racking up a 1,000 yards. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen were lethal. This defense had some issues. But they wound up with a 13-3 and record to win the division. Then you had the Miami Dolphins behind them at 10-6, and the Patriots 7-9, and and the Jets finishing last in 2-14. and So do I think the Buffalo Bills are going to repeat as division champions this year? Yes, I do. They are going to repeat because this team has only... Gotten better in the offseason. They've retained Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley, that formidable trio that they have. They upgraded, or they, my bad, they got another wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, to be a true number three wide receiver for his team. So you can have Cole Beasley working out of a slot. Stephon can be wherever he needs to be. You bring Emmanuel out into the field. This offense is going to be very good. Then on defense, they needed pass rushers to get to the quarterback because that is just something they could not do. So they went out with their draft picks and they got two really good defensive ends to pass rush because that is what is needed to compete with the Chiefs and after what teams have saw in the Super Bowl. The goal is to pressure Patrick Mahomes with four or five guys because if you bring the blitz and it doesn't convert within two seconds, you will get toasted by Patrick Mahomes. And that team, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, are the top tier, the echelon 
of the AFC. Buffalo was right there in the conference championship game. They wanted to get back, so they made moves. And I think another year of chemistry between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, this team can only get better. So I'm rolling with Buffalo again to win this division. I believe Miami made great strides as well, drafting Jalen Waddle to complement Tua, uh, drafting on the defense as well, offensive line. So this team is complete. However, since Tua didn't have a full year at quarterback last year, I would still like to see another full year progression from him, but I think Miami is the closest to Buffalo. New England spending a ton of money in free agency, going out and getting Hunter Henry and another tight end to have a two tight end set, drafting Mac Jones. Will he usurp Cam Newton? One would think. They've got eight players returning from COVID, most on defense, who were really good. There's been rumors of Stephon Gilmore getting traded. That would hurt, but what would they get in return? But I just don't think, whether it be Cam Newton or Mac Jones, that this team is good enough to be back yet. And then the Jets were terrible last year. They had a ton to fix. I believe they had a great draft with Zach Wilson. They hit a home run on their coach in Salah, drafted a wide receiver as well, and a running back. Offensive linemen to deck this out. Defense needs help. They still need some more depth as well around there. But I like what they did. But still, the Buffalo Bills right now are the cream of the crop of the AFC East. And I think that will be remain seen here. So yes, I have so far the Buffalo Bills repeating as division champions from last year. Now moving on to the AFC North. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers won this division with a 12-4 record. Remember, they started off the season 11-0, 11-0, and they faltered down the stretch and went 1-4 in their last five games. Baltimore was a game back at 11-5. Cleveland a game back at 11-5. And then Cincinnati was 4-11-1, which I believe was hampered because Joe Burrow tore his ACL midway through the season and only strung another win or two after that. So do I think Pittsburgh's going to repeat this year? Absolutely not. Do not think so. After what I saw from them to finish off that season and then the first round of a playoffs against Cleveland, I do not think that this Pittsburgh Steelers team will repeat as division champions. Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. They have lost three offensive linemen this offseason. They have good wide receivers, but not a true number one. Neither Juju Smith-Schuster or Chase Claypool is a legitimate number one wide receiver. They drafted a stud at running back in Najee Harris, but when you lose three offensive linemen, that hurts blocking. We don't have great wide receivers. This offense, to me, just doesn't mesh well. To me, this defense will be good with T.J. Watt, who is defensive player of the year caliber. Devin Bush, as well, is spectacular. The secondary needs help, but this defense, I think, will be all right. It's just the offense, and to me, this offense will not get it done consistently in a 17-game season next year which is why I do not have them repeating as division champions. 
So that's what's wrong with them. But then you also look at the division itself. You've got Baltimore, who is a game back, who has Lamar Jackson returning. And I'm still not a fan of Lamar, but you went out and got him wide receivers, got him Sammy Watkins, went out in the draft and drafted a wide receiver. This defense is still really good. Definitely top 10. Definitely, I think, can be top 5 this year. So it's a really good defense that they have. It's just can the offense open up and make plays. So to me, I think they can do enough to beat Pittsburgh. But the team who I think will win this division is the Cleveland Browns. Again, one game back last year, dismantled Pittsburgh in the opening round wild card game. Baker Mayfield took a huge step forward. Last year, with Jarvis Landry, with Austin Hooper, with Donovan Peoples-Jones, Odell Beckham Jr. was injured last year. He is coming back fully healthy and ready to go. He is a huge X-factor for his team. This offensive line is one of the best, if not the best. This defense is much improved. They went out in the offseason, the draft to target needs, which they needed a middle linebacker, a second cornerback. They went out and got Jadavion Clowney to pair with Miles Garrett, who is one of the premier pass rushers in this league. So yes, this team has done enough. I have Cleveland coming out of this division. Cincinnati, I think, will still finish last, but they'll be improved if Joe Burrow is back healthy. And you have his dog, Jamar Chase. From LSU at wide receiver as well. Those two know each other very well from their national championship victory days a couple years ago at LSU. So nope, I do not have Pittsburgh winning this division. I have them going to number three in the division. I have Cleveland winning, Baltimore two, Pittsburgh at three, and Cincinnati at four. I think Pittsburgh will be closer in terms of wins-loss uh, percentage, in terms of being fourth in the division, to being first in the division. That's how much I think the drop-off Pittsburgh has. Now, the AFC South. Last year, the Tennessee Titans won this division at 11-5. and Indianapolis was 11-5 and as well, the Colts. But Tennessee owned the tiebreaker because of division and conference play over Indianapolis. And I think Tennessee will repeat once again as division champions in AFC South. To me, they lost their coordinator, which is huge, your offensive coordinator. Anytime you do that, when you've had a great year from your quarterback who you look at his career in the NFL, Ryan Tannehill wasn't great with Miami, but came into this system with Derrick Henry, has been really, really good. And you lose that coordinator. I think that will hurt. But this team already has an identity and one that's established. So the offensive coordinator doesn't have to come in and change too much. Mike Vrabel, the head coach, is still there. So he knows what works. He knows he can pound it 20 to 30 times a game with Derrick Henry. And that'll work. If not... He can open up play action and throw because he's got Ryan Tannehill. And he's got two legitimate number one wide receivers now. He's got A.J. Brown. And they traded for Julio Jones. 
This offensive line is still all right. So this offense, I think, has enough firepower to repeat as division champions and get the job done. The defense could not generate a pass rush to save their lives last year. Jadavion Clowney was dinged up and injured, didn't play the full season. They had other injuries, and they just were not good. So they went out, got Bud Dupree, got some pass rushers to try to muster up something on defense that wasn't there last year. And I, when I look at the challenger, I still think the Colts are still the biggest one. But a reason I can't give them enough, uh, the edge over Tennessee is because Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback. And I just don't know what you're going to get from Carson Wentz. Uh, yes, he's reunited with his offensive coordinator from a time where he could have won the MVP in 2017. But is he still that guy that was a long time ago? That was three or four years ago. Will he still be the same guy? He's dealt with a ton of injuries since then, a ton of hits. Yes, they have a decent offensive line, but their offensive wide receiver weapons, to me, are not up to snuff to win this division. Yes, they have a really good defense, the best of a division. But when you have Carson Wentz, who turns the ball over too much, it's going to be very difficult to put this team in position to win games week in and week out. And you've got the Houston Texans, who I think will be the worst team in the league uh, since I don't think Deshaun Watson will return. Then you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were the worst team in the league last year. Uh, they hired Urban Meyer, rehauled their staff, drafted Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, drafted Travis Etienne. So they've done things. I think they'll improve, but they're nowhere near the top of this division where the Tennessee Titans will repeat. Now the AFC West. Do I think the division winner will repeat? In this division which is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've got to say yes, yes, yes. There is no doubt in my mind this one is undisputed, unanimous. The Kansas City will repeat in this division. This division is just not good, and Kansas City is the top of it. They were 14-2. and two. Las Vegas was 8 and 8, Chargers 7 and 9, Denver 5 and 11. They're just not good besides the Chiefs. The Chiefs run and dominate this division. And they still had two losses to their division last year, so this division just still not good. Kansas City returning all of its playmakers. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL. Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey. Let me take that back. Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the NFL right now in terms of his power, accuracy, what he brings to the table just right now. Not the best of all time or anything like that, just to clarify. But yes, they have that. Their defense isn't great, but it's anchored by nose tackle Frank Clark and safety Tyran Matthew, the Honey Badger, who can both make plays, and to me that's all they need because when the offense can spot you points in a matter of minutes, 
it makes the defense's job a lot easier when you have the most high-powered offense known to mankind out there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, your offensive line is still a work in progress, especially after that Kyle Long injury this offseason, so it's going to be interesting. But when you got Patrick Mahomes, you'll still make it to the Super Bowl. So yes, Las Vegas will still finish below them, but Chargers, the Broncos. The only thing that would make this division interesting is what I've been saying, is if the Denver Broncos make a trade for Aaron Rodgers, but that's not happened yet, I don't think it'll happen. But that is what made make this division the most entertaining division in football is if you were to see Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers twice a year, at least. So there you have it. In the AFC, I have three teams repeating as division champions, the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the one I do not have repeating is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I like the Cleveland Browns to repeat. Now going to the NFC. Starting with the NFC East, do I think that the Washington football team will repeat as division champions next year? No, I do not. I do not think they are going to repeat. Why? Well, I think they have a tremendous defense, a top five defense with Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Ian Donis on there. This defense is really stout, especially this defensive line. They can get after you with just four guys, which makes it very hard to then pass on them because they are just that good. Terry McLaurin's a good wide receiver, but their quarterback is just tough for me. They had Alex Smith, who was kind of a rock last year, but now you're left with Taylor Heineke, who had a good wild card playoff game, but he's not the man. And they have Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, who is great for some games, but then is awfully terrible for others. So that inconsistency there at quarterback, I don't think will do them well. And they've got other competition that's emerging because they were 7 and 9. This was the worst division in football by far last year. It was terrible. So they were 7 and 9, but you had two teams behind them at 6 and 10, the first being the New York Giants, who I think got better this offseason. Added Kenny, Holl- Kenny Galladay, who I love from the Detroit Lions, as their number one wide receiver. So you have him, you have Sterling Shepard, you've got Evan Ingram, you've got playmakers. On offense, you've got Saquon Barkley coming back with Daniel Jones taking another leap. Can he have a Josh Allen-type leap? That's what I'm looking for. And I think just with the addition of Kenny G, that's an extra game itself and a win that would overtake the football team. And then you've got the Cowboys. And this is who I think will win the division next year is the Cowboys. Do I think they'll have a special season, a conference championship and, you know, Super Bowl bound, no, I do not. I think they'll be the division winners, but that doesn't mean they'll necessarily be good uh, like the football team was last year. Dak Prescott will be back healthy. That is all you need to know. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division. When you look at Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dak Prescott, I would want Dak Prescott, and he's got Amari Cooper, 
at wide receiver. He's got Ezekiel Elliott at running back, who to me has taken a step back. The offensive line that's not as good as when he first came into the league, and a defense that is terrible. But they made a lot of additions during the draft on defense to kind of kickstart it. We'll see what happens. I don't have faith in their coaching staff and Mike McCarthy at all. But that's why I said this division, I think, will still be terrible next year. But one team has to win the division. That's why I think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I still think the Philadelphia Eagles will still be petering at the bottom because who knows with Jalen Hurts, new coaching staff, new regime, what is going to happen. But they got a baller in Devontae Smith who won the Heisman. They stole him at pick number 10. I think people are going to regret passing on Devontae Smith. So I do not have the Washington football team winning this division again. I have the Dallas Cowboys. Now the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers won this division last year 13-3. And I'm going to preface this by saying if Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Green Bay Packers this year, the Green Bay Packers will win this division because the combination with him and Devontae Adams is absolutely lethal. This was the best wide receiver and quarterback combo last year. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs were a close second, but number one was the league MVP and Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that's all you need to know. They might need another wide receiver to get it over the hump, but in this division, you do not. You can have a middle-of-the-pack defense like they have in a really good offensive line as well. Yes, they lost their center, but they will still win games if Aaron Rodgers plays anything like he has the past five years. But then if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I think the Chicago Bears have a real shot to me. Nick Foles was not the solution. Yes, he's still on there, but he should be the third-string quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is gone. They drafted Justin Fields, and Justin Fields and Andy Dalton are duking it out for the starting spot. And I think Justin Fields gives them the best chance to win. This defense can still make plays even though they're aging, but Khalil Mack can still dominate former defensive player of the year. So they can still do it. Minnesota, maybe they'll take a step forward. It's all about their defense because they got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. You know I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins, who I've been calling con artist Cook because all he does is steal money from the teams he's on and doesn't perform in big moments. That's why he's con artist Kirk. But this defense was another one. Mike Zimmer, this defensive-minded coach, who could not call a defensive play to stop the opposing team to save his life last year. Can they make strides in that department? Maybe, but it won't be enough to beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers on their team. And then the Detroit Lions, who I think will be the second worst team in football. I think they'd be lucky to get three or four wins because they're just that bad. The head coach I do not like in Matt Campbell. Don't think that was a good hire. Don't think Jared Goff is the man, especially when he has no weapons. When three of their their top three wide receivers are gone from last year, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, and Danny Amendola, and you're left with T.J. Hawkinson, and that's it. Teams can just double T.J. 
probably leave some of the guys open because they'll just drop the ball in wide open space. And this defense is about as bad as it can get just with the Texans there. So, yeah, that's why they'll be the second-worst team in football. And I have Green Bay repeating if Aaron Rodgers is playing. Now the NFC South. Do I think the New Orleans Saints will repeat as champions in the NFC South? No, I do not. Drew Brees has retired. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are taking over. They've had to make trades and got rid of players to get underneath the salary cap. So I do not think they'll be repeating this year. Drew Brees was a heartbeat of this team, and now you have to find a new one. And one game behind them was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defending reigning Super Bowl champions are in that division. Another year of chemistry with this team. No Drew Brees in a regular season. I've got Tampa Bay winning this division because of how well they looked last year. Returning all 22 starters, returning all the coaching staff. That is how you actually run it back when you're the first team ever to retain everybody like that following the Super Bowl. That was amazing. Repeat could be in order. I like them winning the NFC South. The Carolina Panthers traded Teddy Bridgewater. Now they got Sam Darnold at quarterback. I don't like it. Christian McCaffrey should be back fully healthy this offseason. But if his defense still isn't good, they'll just not be enough to overtake Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's home. Now, the Atlanta Falcons as well. I think they'll be improved, at least offensively, if Matt Ryan can not turn the football over with Kyle Pitts. You still have a number one wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, even though you got rid of Julio Jones to save some salary cap room. It's just, or are you now going to allocate that, especially since Matt Ryan has a bulgeting contract? But Tampa Bay will come out of this division because they have the best quarterback in football, the best wide receiver trio in football, one of the best tight ends in the history of the game, one of the best offensive lines, and one of the best defenses, just really top to bottom, just top five, literally, and everything, and arguments could be made for top three. So yes, this will be easy running for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this division. And now for the NFC West, which I think is the best division in football, the most competitive division in football, and this is a division that the Seattle Seahawks won last year at 12-4. and four. Do I think they'll repeat as division champions? No, I do not. Why don't I think that? Well, because their defense wasn't good, especially the first half of last year. They improved a little bit, but it's not good. Jamal Adams, to me, is overrated. Yes, he's good uh, with zone and you know stopping the run, but you can't put him in man coverage because then he'll get exploited. This team lost cornerback Shaq Griffin in their corner number two, so you're leaving Trey Fowler's, Trey Flowers open on islands now. Not good at all because their cornerbacks are not good. You don't have K.J. Wright. You just have Bobby Wagner. You have Kerry Hyder you signed for pass rush, but unproven guys for now 17 games on defense. Offensive line, yes, you traded for Gabe Jackson to make Russell Wilson happy, but that's just one player. This offensive line still stinks it up. 
still stinks up the joint. Chris Carson is not a legitimate top 10 running back in the NFL. Yes, they've got Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, but we've seen this story before. We know how this story ends. We've seen it for the past couple of seasons. You know what that is? Zero playoff wins. It's a playoff exit in a wild card round. That is how we've seen this story before. And they're trying to just recycle the same material and say, hey, it's different. But no, I know how this story ends. I've watched Seattle a long time. I've rooted for Seattle a long time. But I've got to be real. I know how this story will end. And that's not with them winning the division this year. This is with another first-round exit. Then you have the Los Angeles Rams two games behind them. Seattle winning that final crucial game to clinch it against the Rams. Even then, they lost to them in the first round of the playoffs in Seattle, where it should be very difficult to play. But I have the Rams winning the division this year. They upgraded a quarterback, got Matthew Stafford, Matty Ice, the man who is great. Sean McVay is absolutely happy about this trade. They got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as great wide receivers, got Deshaun Jackson as a deep threat, a decent offensive line, a tremendous, the best defense. I think we'll take a step back just because they had to lose some pieces to retain some other ones. So they lost some depth. So I think they'll not be as good, but still the best defense Matthew Stafford has ever played with. And he played with one good one in 2014, I believe, with Detroit. I believe they were ranked number three. But this one is the best with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. This team is going to have a lot of firepower, and I think we'll win the NFC West. Arizona Cardinals, I don't think we'll win this division. I think they've made strides. You know, they signed A.J. Green, had an okay draft. Kyler Murray should take another step, hopefully. DeAndre Hopkins is lethal. Top three wide receiver in the game. Offensive line was improved as well, traded for a great center in Rodney Hudson. San Francisco 49ers, I think, will be much improved. The 6-10 and 10 record does not reflect their roster because most of their roster was injured, especially... Their two best offensive players in Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. You bring those two back, who are key pieces in going to the Super Bowl, I think it will help. And also the defense, Nick Bosa, one of the best defensive players, is coming back now after tearing his ACL last year. So I think this team will be just fine. The division, I think, will be even more competitive this year as it was last year. I think they could all finish above 500. But the Los Angeles Rams are to come out on top. So in the NFC, I have the football team not repeating. I have the Giants winning it. The NFC North, I have Green Bay repeating. NFC South, I have Tampa Bay overtaking the Saints. And in the West, I have the Rams overtaking the Seahawks. So in the NFC, I have one team retaining and repeating and three not. Again, that one team is also dependent on a Aaron Rodgers or not. Now, time to get to some NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks 
beat the Atlanta Hawks in Game 6. Again, no Giannis, so they won two in a row without Giannis. This really was a brilliant game by Chris Middleton, especially in the second half, where he scored 16 points in a row by himself. Ended up with 32 on just below 50% shooting from a field shot. 40% from three was brilliant. Drew Holiday as well with lethal. This backcourt was really, really good with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Trey Young did not look good. Didn't make a single three-pointer. I guess he should have stayed out because he was not a help to this team at all. He was hindered by that bone bruise in his ankle. Bogdanovich did all right, but his team only shot 37% from three, which is the same that the Bucks shot, but the Bucks were just more efficient in general from the field than the Hawks were. The Bucks wanted this more. They know they didn't want to take it to a game seven, so they finished them off. Now rebounded them, had better playmaking, and had the lead at the beginning, and again, never looked back. Two games in a row where the Hawks never had the lead, commanding wins by the Bucks both times to send them to the NBA Finals. Now, before I make my prediction on the Bucks and the Suns, there was a one-game fine for or one-game suspension for Patrick Beverly shoving CP3. So, whatever is the first game he'll play next year. Uh, he's scheduled to play. He will not play that game as he is uh, suspended for that one game. But is that enough? I was going back and forth at first. I thought, no, that was just a cheap play. He should be suspended, you know, three or four games for what he did to CP3 because you know, that was just lame and disrespectful and anger. So I thought, nope. You know, teach this guy a lesson because he's had issues in the past before. But I thought about it and I thought the one game suspension is fine because they were eliminated from a playoffs after this. So next time we see them won't be till October if the season starts on time. So by the time we're just going to forget about it, forget that even happened. So when we don't even see Patrick Beverly play, we're like, wonder why he's not playing. And then they bring that up and we're like, oh, oh yeah. So since that time lapse, I think, you know, I'm fine with a one-game ban. I would have actually liked his salary uh, redacted or his final paycheck to be redacted. Something like that. And then again, before we get into the Bucks and Suns, this playoffs has been tremendous so far. So many great players. So I know with the Suns and the Bucks now, we're going to get one champion one finals MVP, but who so far have been the best players in the playoffs? I'm going to give you my top five players that have played in the playoffs so far. Number five, Kevin Durant. Why? Well, to me, it was that sensational seven game series against the Bucks, especially that pivotal game five where they took a 3 2 lead. And he had a 49-point triple-double. I believe it was 49.17 rebounds, I think 13 assists. He was tremendous that game. 
And in the games since that, they just could not close the deal. He couldn't do it, and his team couldn't do it, but he was brilliant. Still didn't even play in the conference finals, and he was still, right now, fifth in total points scored in the postseason. That's how good uh, Kevin Durant was in the playoffs. Uh, It was tremendous to watch him play those playoff games and I think averaged 33 points. Uh, That was just tremendous. Uh, He was efficient from the field as well. Shot 51% from the field, 40% from three. So I had to tip my hat off to Kevin Durant because even though he didn't win, that was still a tremendous performance. Number four, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why? Well, he's fourth in points, second in rebounds so far this postseason. Took his team to the championship, even though he wasn't there to finish it off. But he's made the most field goals, 55% from the floor. The reason he's not higher, and he has a lot of rebounds in blocks as well, but the reason he's not higher is his free throw shooting has been awful. 53% this playoffs, and especially the last two series, have not been good. That's why he stays at number four and is not higher on this list. Number three, Devin Booker. Why? Well, he's third in total points, but most of those points have come from that first series against the Lakers where he was the Laker killer. The inner Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality came up where he eliminated Kobe's team right there. Since then, he's been, he was all right against the uh, Nuggets. He had a great first game against the Clippers. First triple-double, 40 points as well. But had that little injury with Patrick Beverly. And to me, it just wasn't the same since then. He's kind of reverted to his averages where he's shot 44% from the field and 34% from three, which I've been saying he's a career 34% three-point shooter. And so far, he has reverted back to his normal self since that excellent start against the Lakers. He has definitely cooled off. But he's still brilliant, and because of him, they made it past the Lakers, because without him, they wouldn't have. And he's been stellar since then. But who's been even better than Devin Booker, I think, all around on this team? That's Chris Paul. No, he's not leading in points. He's great in assists, third in assists. Uh, but his just his leadership, the cap of winning Game 6, 41 points, he dropped on the Clippers in that final game to eliminate them. Was brilliant. What he did against the Nuggets as well. The pick and roll. His mid-range shot. Suffered that stinger against the Lakers early, which is long gone now. And he has just been great in the two series. And to me, has been the one carrying this team. Wanting that finals appearance. Wanting that finals MVP more than anybody. But then you might say, Josh, who's number one then? Well, Paul George 
He has redeemed himself. He's no longer pandemic P. Yes, he had some choke moments in the playoffs with his free throw shooting, but he had the most points, fourth in his rebounds, fifth in assists. He's about top five in every major statistical category for the playoffs because he was that brilliant. Carried the team on his back as much as he could without Kawhi Leonard. Was the man for this team. 2-2 against the Jazz. Won the final two games with the help of his team, but he was the anchor. Then against the uh, Suns. Won two games as well, helped him, and they could have won more. Could have won this series if he was more clutch, but his performance was the best so far in the playoffs. This list will probably change after this next series, but that's my top five players so far in the playoffs. Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Paul George. Now, who do I think will win this series between the Bucks and the Suns? I am going with the Bucks. To me, the Bucks have played great without Giannis. They have a chemistry I don't think they had before without or with him. But he is needed to take this game or to win this finals. And I think he'll be back around game three, which would be Sunday, which would be around over 10 days of recovery, which is needed for his hyperextended knee. I hear he's making great progress. I just don't want him to start earlier than is needed. But I like the Bucks winning this series because before, no team's been able to match up with the Suns because of DeAndre Ayton. The Clippers had no big man to guard him. Buzz Nuggets had Nikola Jocic, MVP, but he doesn't play defense. DeAndre Ayton's a better defender than him. And against the Lakers, Anthony Davis was injured, so DeAndre Eaton was able to ball. Now, yes, they've got Giannis, but even when Giannis is not playing, which he hasn't been, you've got Brooks Lopez, you've got Bobby Portis, you've got big dogs in there with experience. So, I think this is me, DeAndre Eaton's tough assessment, especially when Giannis returns. It's can DeAndre Eaton. Stop Giannis, stop, hold up the paint down there. You got Chris Middleton, who's a great defender and can make down shots. He can, he's going to be locked in on Booker. Drew Holiday, one of the best defensive point guards in the game, I think can stop up Chris Paul. This will be an excellent series with matchups with Drew Holiday and Chris Paul, Chris Middleton and Devin Booker. And if Giannis gets back, Giannis and DeAndre Ayton, this series I think will be fantastic. But I have the Bucks. Winning this series in six games. And when Giannis returns, winning finals MVP. But I like this. This game, this series could possibly go seven. But no matter what, I like the Bucks in six. That's my prediction. I'm sticking with it. First games tomorrow. Who you got? Now moving on to the NHL. I said the Canadians weren't going to win game three. I was wrong. Josh Anderson has not been good in this series. This offense has not been good. And Carey Price hasn't made the timely saves that he's made in the previous series. Now the Lightning are up 3-0. Game four is tonight. Can they avoid the sweep? I'm rolling with the Canadians. I said Canadians in seven. It can still happen. Teams have come back down from 3-0 before in the playoffs. 
Last time was 2014. The Kings came back on the Sharks. When the Sharks were up 3-0. And then the Kings came back and won in the first round. And then won the championship. In the NHL Finals. Last team to do it in a Stanley Cup Final. That was the Maple Leafs in 1942. They did it against the Red Wings. So it's happened before. It can happen. If Carey Price is hot, he can win four games in a row for you. This offense just has to step it up. Can they do it? I don't know. I'm very nervous. I just don't want to sweep. But I want the Canadians to win game four. I'm picking them. Even though I'm worried. On the worry scale, I'm about a 100. But I'm saying the Canadians can still do it. At least still get a win in there to avoid the sweep. What else is happening? Well, in baseball, the Yankees suck. As I said, gave my top five teams last time because we are now halfway done with the baseball season. And the Yankees are ten games back of the division, five and a half games back from a playoff spot in the wild card. But they're not good, minus 11 run differential. Garrett Cole has not been good since their sticky substance ban. Our oldest Chapman has not been good either. 22 ERA in his past three games, three losses. Garrett Cole's ERA has went from like a 2 to a 5. That's not been good. This team has a lot of red flags and they're not hitting at all. Manager stinks. Hal Steinbrenner wants to keep them all. So very worried about the Yankees. It might be time to blow this team up. Then... There is both the Euro 2020 and Copa America this year. For the Copa America, Brazil and Peru play. I'm picking Brazil to win. Tonight, Argentina and Colombia play tomorrow. I'm picking Argentina to set up a Brazil-Argentina finals between the great Brazil team and the greatest player, Lionel Messi. In Argentina. Euros is Italy and Spain. I'm rolling with Italy in this one. I think this will be close. Two great historic teams. But I favor Italy just a little bit. I think this will be close. And England and Denmark. I think England will win. And Denmark's Cinderella story run will come to an end. And last... But not least, tomorrow is the match between Mickelson and Brady on a team going up against DeChambeau and Rogers. Phil Mickelson, pro golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, pro golfer, against quarterbacks Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on their teams, respectively. Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau are the favorites to win the match against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. But I do not agree with those odds makers. I have Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady winning this match. I think they can do it. Why? Because they've got the experience of winning. They're the better trash talkers. They'll get into Bryson's head and Aaron Rodgers' head. Phil Mickelson has won this tournament before in the inaugural event, beat Tiger Woods, won again last year with Charles Barkley against Peyton Manning and Steph Curry. Yes, he's lost it with Tom Brady before when it was Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. Tom Brady's not a good golfer. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is much better. 
DeChambeau can definitely hit a longer spin, but one of the news with Brooks Kepka. The last time I checked, Phil Mickelson is the most recent one to win a major championship where he won the PGA at 50 years of age. The oldest player to ever win a major. So he's still playing good. Has played in some tournaments now since then. And I think this will be great for him because there's really no pressure. But he just lives for this thing where he can talk trash, make great shots. And I think Mickelson and Brady are going to take it to DeChambeau and Rogers. I've got Mickelson and Brady winning this tomorrow in Montana in Big Sky with a par 5. 777-yard hole where DeChambeau would have to drive it twice to then reach the green. Maybe. But it's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to watching this. The trash talk that ensues. Brady versus Rodgers. What will they say with the recent history between them and the NFC Championship game? All the drama with Aaron Rodgers, Mickelson, and DeChambeau, the golf world... All the drama between DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. What will Phil Mickelson say to serve a pot? I am looking forward to watching this. A lot of sports to watch, a lot to look forward to. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, everybody.